Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Adafruit Show and Tell. I'm Liz. I'm going to be your host this evening. If you would like to join, show your project, uh, you can join in the live broadcast channel on the Adafruit Discord, and that's at adafruit.it slash discord. Uh, we're going to kick things off with some folks from Adafruit. We're going to talk to our friend Jeff first. Hello, Jeff. All right. Hello. So uh, last time around, I teased that I'd gotten a genuine Next Computers mouse. Very cool. And by the way, um, someone on our Slack was sharing that it's, I think, 30 years or something since Apple and Next merged. So oh, wow. computing history there. And I'm not sure I have the number of years right. But anyway, my guide with the keyboard has been updated uh, so that you can take your Next mouse and plug it into the keyboard. Uh, yeah, plug it into the keyboard and then plug that into the RP2040 and into your computer. And then you've got a keyboard and a mouse on your one USB connector. And yeah, that's in the guide. So it was pretty easy once I found some documentation of the protocol. And cool. coming up, the next thing I'm going to do is make a direct adapter. So if you have a mouse but no keyboard, we'll do another adapter a lot like this original one here. So that'll be an upcoming guide project. Very cool. And yeah, that's what I mainly wanted to plug today. But like we discussed behind the scenes, uh, maybe I'll come back and show you something else, depending Sounds on how many good. people we've got. Yeah, thank you. And uh, right. really looking forward to checking out your guide on this. Yeah, if you can get the mouse. <laughs> it's a <laughs> little bit of a rarity. Fair, fair. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Thank you. Next, we're going to go to Nayan Pedro. Hey, Liz. Hey. Yeah, so uh, we wanted to share our collab project. This was the fun um, countdown clock, so you can adjust um, the CircuitPython code to kind of count down to your favorite events. So right now we have it set up for Christmas, so we got a couple days left here. Um, these are using the alphanumeric displays with the new Stemma QT-ified board, so they're all daisy-chained together with the Stemma QT cable. With a microcontroller, we're using the ESP32S2 right here. Got a little 3D printed snap fit bit for that. And it's not really a case, it's just a stand. So it's pretty simple. It's open face, open back, so that you can, you know, get to all the bits if you need to. And it just has like this nice little angle here that's about 70 degrees. And uh, you get that nice view. Um, but yeah, the, the things just press fit into these little uh, holes. And uh, very simple assembly once Great. you have the, the backpack soldered. So. Yeah, so the guide went up live yesterday, so folks can check that out. Uh, we showcased it on um, three this hangouts. morning's show. Yep, 3D Hangouts. Uh, so if folks want to build one, you have plenty of uh, time to count down. I mean, there's always a countdown to something. So. Countdown to something, yeah, <laughs> To an yeah. evergreen project. And then secondly, we wanted to uh, plug the addition of uh, the Pico W to Whippersnapper. Yay! Thanks to uh, Brent for hooking Kudos. that up. Yeah, so I'll be working on a case that'll support the uh, Pi Cow Bell in the back, so we can have access to the Stemma QT uh, connection and then the reset button on the side. So make a cool little wall-mounted one. Uh, Brent was saying we don't have one of those cases yet, so for the Pico anyway. So we'll uh, work on that. And then hugs to Dan for doing tests with the new Mac OS release. So they finally fixed the uh, UF2 drag and drop uh, bug that was present on there. <laughs> um, I think it'll take like about two updates. I noticed that on the M2, it like updated and it was working perfectly. Then on the M1 Max, it needed like two updates or something. So just be oh, okay. aware of that when you're updating Good if it doesn't problem. work. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I didn't know they're that different. 
And then the other thing escapes my mind. Oh yeah, all the it, it works. The tiny USB. I somehow messed up the bootloader and was able to get that back on there. The ESB tool um, that Melissa wrote that worked perfectly. So everything's working again. Yay! Ooh. I was sweating there, like, oh no, I just busted this thing. <laughs> so yeah, shout outs to everyone getting everything working back to normal. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Got to praise when everything works again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually just saying to someone else in the community, I always hear when stuff's broken, but not necessarily when stuff's fixed. So I'm glad that they <laughs> yeah, fixed the Woo. Mac stuff. Also, um, additional shout out to Melissa. She did an update to the alphanumeric display library that allows it to scroll the text. Um, so without that update, that project would not be possible. So. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, good shout out. All right. And that's all we got. And a couple more layer by layer and 3D stuff on 3D Hangouts, if you want to check that oh, out yeah. earlier in the uh, mm -hmm. playlist. Fun. Yes. And that's all we got. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Next, we are going to hear from some folks in the community. We're going to kick things off with DJ Devin. Hello. Hello, Liz. Can you hear me? Yes, sound good. How's it going? Uh, it's going great, actually. <laughs> I've right. made some awesome progress. I've been 3D printing a lot. Uh, these are all the different iterations of the, uh, the step switch um, cap that I went oh, through. Cool. And each of the each just has this minuscule tiny like a tenth of a millimeter off kind oh, of thing yeah. like they are they have to be so precise because on the the sides of the step switches hmm. uh it's hard to yeah you can't see it but on the very side of the step switch is a tiny little pin and yeah. if that pin is not inside of that uh side body mm -hmm. um it won't click no clicky no clicky yeah. no yeah, so, um, so I got that running with the uh, with the display on the MCPs. Uh, it's hard okay. to see here. So just says toggle on and off, and just got that just the there's just the toggle. And Naradoc wrote all the code for that. So this uses async I/O. Oh, uh, cool. There's there's no MIDI stuff yet, no music stuff yet. Uh, everybody got well, not everybody, but um, I sent out a batch of boards to to some people that expressed an interest in, in getting them. So those went out. So happy holidays to everyone that got one of the, the TR cowbells. Um, half of them were fully assembled and half of them were kits. And um, just one note is that all three of these or all six of these have to be soldered. Mm. Um, and there was one person, I'm not going to name names, but there was one person that already figured out a way to jump um, basically bodge wire fix and get the second I2C bus working and getting both of these on one I2C bus so that this could actually function, the I2C and the STEM ports could actually function correctly. So Great. that was really cool. Um, I don't think I gave people enough credit for being able to bodge fix their own stuff. Um, <laughs> dealing with everybody that I sent them to is far more experienced than I am. So that was really cool to see, uh, to see that stuff working uh and then these are the the longer 808 style caps oh, okay um these work okay uh the shorter ones actually do work better unfortunately mm -hmm. so all of you who had your heart set on like the long 808 styles gonna have to go with a different kind of switch because there's just too much leverage on on these short bodies um so i will be figuring out maybe a custom switch in the future so we'll see that's what i got very cool and so you modeled that switch um the orange ones and printed them to like make a custom colorway 
Yes, uh, the orange was not available from Adafruit. Right, um, yeah. So, but I really wanted the 808 style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anybody right. who does anything with sequencers, you're going to, you know, it's just, it's a given. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I went through all the trouble was just to get the orange. And nice. I, I made the first 3D model. And that was, as Noah and Pedro came on earlier, um, they highlighted in the 3D Hangouts today, this morning, that the, the 3D model for this that actually does work and you can just drop it right on the cap and all of these caps, you can just take off and switch colors. Right. So it's yeah. not like, it, oh no, I, I, I soldered this color onto this, which no, just take the cap off and flip the cab. You don't have to desolder the entire switch, just flip yeah. the caps. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, oops, sorry. Yep. That's what I got. And, um, so the 3D model is available in Adafruit's 3D CAD parts, the Adafruit step switch. So anyone that has a 3D printer, you are now free to 3D print in any color that you want. And I imagine since they're step switches, most people are going to go straight for orange. Probably. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with the community. I think folks will really find that to be helpful. You're very welcome. And everyone have a lovely holiday season. Yes. Happy holidays. Thank you. Next, we're going to go to Mark Gambler. Hello, Mark. All right. I need to go oh, outside. Going outside. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So it is currently minus 23 Celsius. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I wanted to wait to the last moment. So give me one second to switch the camera around. And Ooh. I wanted to show off now the outside display I've got. It looks great. So, yeah, uh, 80 NeoPixels uh, being driven by, um, that was a PyCow running the pixels around it, nice. followed by the tree is uh, driven by a QDPy. Uh, the star is 3D printed, and it's all doing different animations, super easy to control and change however I feel uh can time it if i want can do pretty much anything excellent yeah it worked great uh this would actually be awesome once that uh eight pin scorpio board comes out uh then you can drive everything off one nice. uh one board yeah and then yeah over on the other side i still have my previous display front that i was showing off a couple weeks ago running lighting up uh my whole yard now excellent so is it yeah. fair to say that you're winning the holiday lights on your block this year? On my block, yeah, there's not a lot though. My neighbor's got, and just show over his house. Oh, okay. <laughs> Has a fair number as well. I'm like, wait, I'm outside, I can do this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, besides the two of us, there's not a lot on the street right now. Yeah. But yeah, this turned out awesome. And yeah, super easy to do. It's all in CircuitPython too, so. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing, Mark, and happy holidays. Oh, yeah. You as well. Okay. Thank you. Now we're going to go back to Jeff to have him play us Oh, out. Mark, go inside and have some hot chocolate. Fire <laughs> <Right>. from inside. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have you switch over to my down cam in a second, but I was going through some old things, and I found uh, this magazine from 1985. It's issue one of Robot Experimenter. Very um, Yeah. So... Let's see, how's my view here? Well, and honestly, we're doing a lot of the things today still that we were doing back in, in this age. So the cover photograph here 
Um, it says, the cover shows Russell using his voice-controlled robot computer workstation, lifting a glass for him to drink. Russell has been developing applications that allow physically disabled people to use the available computer resources to complement their lives. This is just one use for a voice-controlled workstation. And then there's a whole uh, article about the workstation in here. Um, you can also use it to tune. I guess I'm upside down here. Hold on. You can also use it to tune to press the buttons to tune your ham radio. I think is what I understood from this. Oh, great. And uh, yeah, so it was going to cost only eight hundred ninety-five dollars, which I checked is like twenty-three hundred dollars today. Oh. Um, <laughs> but if that was a little too rich for you, these two were pretty cool. The affordable robot arm was only two hundred dollars then, six hundred dollars now. Okay. Um, and it, I think, works with your Commodore computer, um, Commodore sixty four, Vic twenty, Apple two, or IBM PC. So it's really versatile. It works with all the computers. And then I thought this one was a really cool possible remake. Yeah. So it's a two wheel robot, and on the disc you blacken whether to run the left motor or the right motor it slowly oh, spins cool. the disc and follows your list of instructions that's really cool so you know you could make it do a little dance or whatever you could imagine and i'm thinking we could remake this we've got all the stuff and then yep. maybe i don't know an idea for somebody to pick up but that's yeah right. this was a oh there's a plan for an entire computer oh, in here <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh like six pages of schematics Wow. It's a whole computer. You can build it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this it was a time of wonder for, for computers. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to share this with y'all. So, yeah, this is 1985. And I will look whether this is on archive.org. And if not, I will scan it up. Oh, awesome. And put it on there. Great. So, yeah, Robot Experimenter, 1985. Very cool. Thank you for bringing that by. That I'm, I'm curious to explain maybe try out some of his main discs. I saw recently Emily Velasco is doing some color recognition stuff and having colors trigger mm. different tones on a synth. So I think yeah. there's definitely like a lot of stuff to explore in that arena. So. Oh yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. All right. That is going to finish our show and tell a uh, great project tonight, everybody uh, in about 15 minutes at 8 PM, John Park's going to come on with his workshop live right here. Uh, but until then, hope everyone has a great evening. Good night.